Hello and welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And today we are talking about Assassin's Creed Valhalla, developed by Ubisoft Montreal, published by Ubisoft. We did it! We got to the end of the series! This is this has been months in the making. This was our first endeavor. The whole idea was to go through all the Assassin's Creed games because Valhalla came out. And we were going to get to be Vikings, and we were going to go on raids, and we were going to be assassinating, and all that great fun stuff. And I could not have cared less. Literally everything you just said made me sadder. Because <laughs> that's what we were promised. <laughs> I am not huge into Viking mythology. No? It is not my thing. I don't care about drinking mead from horns and anything what like that. What about th the mythos? Uh, nope, didn't care. Really? Yep. I mean, you know, Norse mythology is kind of cool. Odin, Thor, yay. It's, you know, it's kind of neat. realms. Yeah. Like the, the, you know, Yggdrasil, the tree of life. It's all, but, but I did not care nearly as much as I cared about, you know, the beginning of this whole entire series, the idea behind it, or even some of the more fun areas of playing, like the Renaissance or the Golden Age of Pirates, or even during um odyssey where you got to play during the Peloponnesian wars you know at least those were kind of like those were fun settings to me being a viking never really appealed to me so i had zero intentions of playing this um the most i could have hoped for was that it was gonna just kind of be more of odyssey you know just odyssey reskinned in vikings and they were going to pull over a ton well, of that stuff into this one. In a sense, you did get that. Yeah, I it got was, like a was, quarter of it. Was it was filled with, with bullcrap. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I was not Sorry. very excited. <laughs> I was not very excited for this one. And, yeah. So, how about you, buddy? You know, actually, I, I do enjoy Norse mythology. I did learn a little bit more about Vikings and Viking culture. I don't know if you remember it. It was it was quite a while ago, but it was when that whole big thing of like we shouldn't celebrate Columbus Day anymore. Oh yeah, that was recent. Yeah, because you know Columbus didn't discover America. In fact, he never set foot here. In fact, the the Vikings were the first ones to set foot in America and and everything like that. And I was just kind of like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, part of that's true. He didn't actually step foot on what we consider the traditional American soil and everything. And we had the artifacts of Vikings and everything. Um, but it, that's when it kind of got me a little bit more interested in it. And, and granted, I think a lot of our knowledge of Viking culture is tainted and twisted <laughs> due, to, due to things like Thor, right? Mm -hmm. Like the Marvel movies Thor and... Um, Oh God! Games like God of War, the the most recent one, of course. You know, the original <laughs> took place in Greece. Like, yeah, stuff like that. It, it kind of like, hey, this is this is what Viking Viking lore and myth and all this stuff really is. And realistically, it's it's kind of just a different interpretation of Egyptian and Greek mythology. Like it 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 kind of fits more for the weather and the culture that they were in. Like we're talking, these people were in a part of the world where when they went into winter, they didn't see sun for months, you know? So like they were always constantly worried about the long winter, right? Or Ragnarok. Yeah. And, you know, you get the realm of the frost giants, these howling winds with these, 
you know, to them, apocalyptic events, a freaking avalanche to them that that kills entire clans. And for them to explain it away the way they did, I thought was very interesting. But the, the one big thing that I was really worried about is Viking culture and the code in which they live by, right? Like every culture around the world had a certain code of ethics, code of morals, code of combat, code of civilization. Like they established their own morals and, and way of living, right? Mm-hmm. Vikings don't really lend a hand to assassination. We're talking, these are guys that, granted, they didn't care if your back was turned to them as you were running away fleeing. In fact, all they looked at that as is you're going to hell instead of Valhalla because you didn't die an honorable warrior death, but still we're going to take your land, we're going to rape your women, we're going to pillage your, your crops, and, you know... Maybe, maybe if we have some extra folks, we'll send them over here to like rebuild and, and start their own little little civilization on the land that we literally just killed you for. And that was it. You know, it wasn't, uh, well, I'm going to sneak into this long house, you know, through the through the smoke chimney opening in the top and drop down and and kill your clan leader right in front of you all or even while he's sleeping. It, it's to them. That was not being a noble warrior you know Mm -hmm. so i had my i had my doubts i had my fears i was very curious to see how they were going to do this now in odyssey right they were still able to pull it off and it still felt organic to the culture that was around so i kind of had my hopes for that that they would do something like that so I, i i don't know i was torn because of the little information that I know about Vikings and the way that Assassin's Creed games had been going and it just kind of this conflict, you know, in all honesty, I, I don't know if towards the end I would have actually like bought this game right away. Like I did. Yeah. I think that if it wasn't for the fact that we were doing this podcast and we had built up all these episodes to, to reveal this, this great big game, You know, Assassin's Creed does have kind of its own dynasty going on and legacy and everything like that that I was really excited to start off and share. And and don't get me wrong, I I still am excited about it. But at the same time, I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I I think I would have, under normal circumstances, not having a podcast, I would have sat around with our group of friends listening to you guys talk about Valhalla, which... You know, one of our friends, he wouldn't have picked it up for like six fucking months. <laughs> and, and, well, God, he still hasn't played Odyssey. Uh, it's not surprising. Yeah, like we're two years later and he still hasn't played Odyssey. Sorry, I just, that just dawned on me. But like, e- even then, I would have waited until that and been like, well, what do they think about it? And if any of you guys went, you got to play Valhalla, then I would have been like, eh, all right, I- I'll pick it up for the 20 bucks that it's worth now. You know, but... uh yeah that there was no real like oh my god i have to have this i'm gonna be a viking and drink mead and punch people in the face and get rowdy and break mugs on the ground and yell more wench (laughs) didn't really care and like i i i don't know i i didn't feel like i got enough out of the last game outside of the animus to warrant getting this game to see what happens outside of the animus 
the continuation of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But with that in mind, <laughs> let's get into this fun fest, right? <laughs> so, of course, this game, like, man, let's talk about how they have jumped all over the place. So, literally, first game, 1191 AD, and then it starts going down from there. You know, Bloodline, Secret Crusade, Lineage, but we'll hit the main games, right? Assassin's Creed 2 and that whole kind of thing, 1459 to 1500 AD. If you want to throw the movie in there, that's 1492. Brotherhood, 1500 to 1507. Revelations, 1511. Like, you see, as, as the games came out, we just kept getting closer and closer to modern day right mm-hmm. pirates 1712 to 1722 best game yet yeah and then you know rogue which we didn't talk about we i think we kind of touched on but uh 1752 70 to 1760 assassin's creed 3 1754 to 1783 unity 1776 syndicate 1868 and then massive breaks and then well <laughs> right. and then literally we go oh all the way back all the way back to origins which was 49 to 43 bc (laughs) let's talk about how we took a huge step back from all the other games which i'm okay with right to see the origins of the assassin order was like yes exactly i mean that's how you do that you go we're gonna go we're gonna go all the way back in time before all the other games but we're doing it to show you the beginning of the order yeah because that's what we as players are invested in and and it was cool it was super cool to see this is how it all began this is how it started this is why they lose their left you know their ring finger on their left hand and and all that shit right yeah but then they came out with odyssey which Went even further back to 431 BC. And then I think they were just kind of like, well, what can we make money on next? Yeah. Right? Vikings. Everybody loves (laughs) Vikings. And they jumped back forward in time to 873 AD. We're looking at, during this time period, the Anglo-Saxons in England they basically the vikings wanted to come over and take the land from them you know this is i don't again i don't know a whole lot about viking culture so i don't know how much of this is historically accurate right Mm -hmm. i i do have a tidbit here of a note where it does say the movement of the great heathen army in england in 865 a.d during the viking expansion so it does sound like Vikings did move indeed out of Norway, exp- tried to expand over into England. Maybe we're a little successful, maybe not. You know, they're, they're not kind of still there today. But to me, this storyline made no fucking sense. <laughs> hey, guys, just want to give you a heads up. From here on out, there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. From the very get-go. So you, you start off as a child. And I say as a child for a key reason that I will bring up here in a little bit. You start off as a child in a longhouse during a celebration between your family and the family of another Viking clan. Like, that's kind of what I gathered. It didn't seem like 
your family was their own clan. This other guy was you were making a peace treaty with, and that's what you were celebrating at the time. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I was no, I was going to say because I thought that you were a part of their clan, but you were like the second in command. But it didn't really feel that way by the end of this conflict. So, right, sure, your right. guess is as good as like, mine. <laughs> that's so right off the bat, I'm kind of like, okay, this is what's going on. But your dad comes up to you and goes, Avor, I want you to take this bracelet. And I want you to present it to uh, actually no, maybe your clan was joining up because he says our new king. Does he not? You would think I would know considering I played through this part three fucking times. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay. But uh, so you you wander through the the thing, you get up to it, and your dad tells you to hold on a second, and he makes this big grandiose speech about how he's so happy you're coming together, and you're making this all work out. And then you present it to the king and you basically give him this little heartfelt speech of like how we hope we will forever be eternally friends. And the king is like, I will forever be indebted to you because of this gift. And I'm like, wow, man, like fucking gold bracelet, dude, man, I could have made a lot of fucking friends, <laughs> eternal friends, just saying. But then right at that moment. You have a guy who busts through the door and is like, we're under fucking attack. And like in a matter of seconds, all these drunk Vikings are like up, battle axes in hand, running <laughs> out the fucking door, full-fledged war. And you sneak out of the longhouse and there's this huge combat going on. And you don't really understand like why outside of maybe you're, you're being raided by another Viking clan, right? Which wasn't an uncommon thing. And so you're trying to escape. Your, your mom finds you, she helps you on a horse, tells you to get the fuck out of here, but right before you can actually leave, your dad ends up being bested in one-on-one -on -one combat against, God, how do you say his name? Kajotiv? I don't know. I just called him the cruel. And honestly, I didn't even call him that for very long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it's just this big, massive guy that you could totally tell was full 100% dick. And... He basically tells your dad, surrender to me now, and I will spare the rest of your clan. This is why I got really confused, or whether you were you were becoming a part of this other man's clan, yeah. you were your own clan. I don't get it. Like I, I don't, I don't know. But your father looks around and sees that his clan is losing. They're being bested. And so he goes, you swear to me, if if I give you my life, you'll let my clan live. And his wife, your mother, is like, don't do this. Pick up your fucking axe. Like, fight till the death. Do not give in to him. And your father just drops to his knees and gets beheaded. And, of course, the guy immediately is like, yeah, fuck it. Kill them all. Kill them all. Kill them all. And your mother goes running to your father, and she gets an axe in the back. And this kid, other kid, he's, he's older than you. I would say in this, you're probably what, like seven, eight years old? Yeah. And I would say this other kid looks, he looked to be about 12, 13. That's what I was thinking. Um, named Sigurd. He grabs you, throws you up on the horse, and you go riding out. And then, like, the horse takes an arrow or gets knocked down, and you fall off the horse, fall off the cliff onto this frozen lake. And out of fucking nowhere, this wolf comes up. And he's like, well, now I'm going to eat your face. And he attacks you and you like break free away from the wolf. And then the animus starts to glitch 
and during the glitching you hear this like oh my god what's going on this is so painful and what's her name Ray rebecca rebecca's voice comes back and goes i i don't know there's like some sort of glitch here it's reading two different dna samples like you're you're gonna have to choose and you basically choose whether you want to be male female or let the animus decide as you go through the storyline which gender you are at that current moment i chose female what did you choose uh at first i was a male okay and then i switched to female okay and then i was curious about the animus choice the animus's choices so i switched to that okay and then once i learned what that did i just switched it back to male okay well we'll, we'll get into that because yeah. I, I i chose female i stuck female but i was really confused about like what they were trying to do here Right. Were they were they trying to allow some sort of transgenderism statement? Were they were they just trying to give you that freedom of choice? Like what? That's not how DNA works. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like I was super confused because that's what it goes off. It goes off of the DNA of these people. Like, it, it's, did I miss something in one of the previous games where the animus changed and was allowed to do whatever the fuck it wanted? Or I don't know. But. It then, once you choose it, then fast forwards 17 winters, which is how they kept track of time. Mm. That was their years for them. When the winter was over, it was a new year. So 17 years later, you're playing whatever gender. I played female, but Eivor is sitting on the ground, kneeling on the ground with uh, Joe Jativ the Cruel, whatever his name is, above you. Um, basically laughing about how, yet again, another attempt on his life made by you after pursuing him for 17 years has failed again. He's going to sell you off into slavery and you're going to become a thrall. And then, like, it starts in with the gameplay. You know, there's this nice little cutscene where you break free and you're you're killing people and this raven, because you got to have a bird companion now, I guess. I <laughs> guess that's a that's a staple in the game. You know, since since Origins, you you have to have to have a bird companion. Um, but this time it's a raven, so at least I guess that sticks a little bit better with Viking mythology. <laughs> uh, this is where my yeah my lack of Odin, knowledge comes. Odin in. has ravens, so then I guess yes. <laughs> yeah. So like this raven comes in, you're like, okay, now we got to go like save our our crew, you know, and it starts in and of course it it does what i do love so much while you're playing the game it teaches you how to play the game how to heal how to fight um and and all that fun stuff now before we get a little bit more into the storyline i'm gonna let you know right off the bat here's the problems i had <laughs> i got past this part you return home and then when you're home you're given a couple of quests and I was able to complete half of that because the other half I would show up at the location and it wouldn't trigger the damn event that I needed it to trigger. So what did I have to do? I couldn't just I tried loading up an older file and reapproaching that quest again and trying to re-trigger it from there. That didn't work. I had to start the game over. And immediately I was like, oh, my God. If I have to do this when I'm like halfway through the game, I'm going to be so mad. Like, 
this is not fun for me. And so like I played through this, this first little mission three times already three times. And, uh, in it, I was able to make my judgments about some certain things, right? Mm-hmm. So I think first thing we should talk about is the combat. What did you think of the combat in this game? It's terrible. It, I don't like it when they make it, they focus more on cinematic. Uh-huh. You know, and they just say, you know, combat doesn't work. Like, we will just m- make limbs warp to specific areas or we'll just place enemies in like where they need to be where they need to be to make it look cool like no like they just are like we're gonna make it look cool we don't care what we have to do and i hate that i literally had instances of i would jump six feet do a 180 degree turn all in an instant or i would go to stomp on somebody's head because it looked cinematic cool but the guy wasn't there so i was just stomping on the ground yeah um i didn't like i love it even more when you saw the guy on the side of the screen and his head still bursted in blood. Yeah. But you're like 10 feet away, just pounding your foot on the ground. And I'm like, good job, guys. Good job. That's not a minor glitch. Sorry. Go ahead. No. Um, I. It, to me, it was a step back. It was like they they took the shield part. If you had a shield from Origins. Origins. Or you went dual wielding like you Odyssey. could kind of sort of do like an Odyssey. Yeah. But they like they they took the like the bad stuff <laughs> and didn't bring any of the good stuff. Yeah. So for me, and and I don't I don't know. Maybe it's just years of conditioning. I've been playing video games since I was like six years old, and for me, RPGs are really fun, and I like action adventure games. And so Assassin's Creed was an action adventure RPG, like. To me, this was the best of both worlds through from the get-go, right? Right. And when you have a combat system that consists of melee weapons, to then trigger that combat system by your triggers, by your bumpers, it really threw me off, man. Like, I, I don't feel like I could get into the combat. Now, like... I can see the arguments being made. If I'm using right trigger to swing my right hand, left trigger to swing my left hand, that opens up my thumb for me to be able to dodge, for me to be able to do other options, right? Mm. Instead of mashing the the square button and having it auto attack both left and right, you know, maybe like a weak and strong attack and, and stuff like that, which they still had. You held down the button, it charged up a strong attack and, and so on and so forth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just couldn't get into that kind of style of combat. It felt so awkward and clunky to me. Like, and I didn't even think it looked good. Like, I don't even think they they made it look good. Because <laughs> it just, and maybe it's just because I felt awkward and clunky. Mm-hmm. It looked awkward and clunky. Like, I tried fighting with a shield. I tried fighting with just one weapon. I tried fighting with two axes. I tried fighting with a two-handed weapon. I, I just didn't get comfortable in any fighting style because I don't like pulling triggers to swing my arms about. I'm not an 80s action figure <laughs> with kung fu grip. Like, I, I don't know. That that was my big problem with it right off the bat. Like, I just, I could not get into the combat. Yeah, I, like, 
so there are obviously it's an Assassin's Creed game. There are different enemy types and different, you know, enemies with different weapons. Yeah. And, you know, the first time I ever like knocked a club out of a guy's hand and I picked it up and I hit him in the head with it and his head popped like a grape. I actually said out loud, oh, wow, that was kind of cool. The twelve hundredth time I did it, I went, you could have put in more than one animation. Yeah. You know, there's like these big strong guys called Goliaths and it always ends the same way. You just choke them out. Yep. You know, like I never got a different one. Maybe that's because that's what I got in my playthrough and maybe I missed something, but I only ever saw that. The the way that you attacked them or something. I don't yeah. know. But no, I I experienced that where most of my finishing moves was one of like three yeah I, it's like this like the, the spear guy right you yeah. hit the guy in the face you pick up the spear you hit him in the face and then you stab him with it that's it that's like that's, that's the animation it. and i guess the tough part is when you compare it to the other games you had so much more well i was just about to say right think of assassin's creed 4 right i know that i mean i love that game probably a little less than i love my girlfriend but i love that game so much and even in that game I just see a future argument. Yeah, right. <laughs> she's she's gonna listen to this and be like, "You did what?" Yeah. <laughs> um, I Does like your game do this yeah, for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I like even in that game with the set of swords that I use, which are the pistol swords. There, there are still four or five different finishing animations that you get it yeah. switches it up yeah. and it's just like i every time i saw a guy with a staff i was like or, you know a guy with an axe right yep. i'd be like well this is going to end with me putting it in his head yep. like why couldn't you do for an axe why couldn't you do one where yeah you put it in his head why don't you do one where you cut his head clean off why don't you do one where you just bury it in his back bury it in his, his back or his stomach you yeah. know like i mean there were like it just i don't know anyway yeah combat crap yeah, no, and and that was what I was trying to get at, was, like, right off the bat, that's the first kind of experience you have. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, you start off with an axe, right? Yes. Just, just an axe Normal and hand your axe. bow. And you've got to travel to these points and everything like that, and that's when you can start kind of uh, experimenting with different things. It teaches you, hey, you have a raven. So you can go into your your bird eye bird's eye view, yeah, right? Yeah. Which in previous games, this helped you mark out enemies. This helped you plan attacks. They could be used as distractions. They could. There was so much that you could do with these birds. Now, granted, you might have had to have built up to that, mm-hmm. but there was still so much that you could do with them. You could ping enemies right off the bat. It, it didn't matter. It didn't matter if you didn't have any skills in it. You could ping a fucking enemy. You couldn't. I, I couldn't do it. I no. I could not get my bird to do this. You yeah. You can't. It, it's not a function in the game. Yeah. The, yeah. The raven is only to show locations, like points of interest. It yep. it it will not like it will not tag an enemy so you can see them through walls like or, like previous games. Yeah, or continue to monitor them or anything mm-hmm. like that. And so that part I'm not I'm not too bad with. Like, if we're going to go with a sense of realism here, yeah, my bird flying above me does not have a telepathic link that says, hey, this is this guy. He's now making soup. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, it, I don't know where he's at. 
on the other side of this wall. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. And so, like, to me, that I was I was okay with that to a certain extent. But I would liked it if it would have, like, called out animal locations. you mm -hmm. got to hunt animals for upgrade components and stuff like that, leather. Um, there are certain times where you have a quest that are like, hey, get me fucking reindeer antlers. Help me find fucking animals, yeah. at least, right? I had the hardest time hunting in this game. It was not enjoyable. And so, like, I felt like the bird was useless. Well, and, you know, I mean, granted, right? We're talking about realism. And one of our favorite things to say is a video game's got a video game. Yeah. So I understand it being in previous titles where the bird can market because that's what helps players like me who like to stealth into compounds. Yeah. And sneak map them out. Yeah, sneakfully take everybody out one at a time. So you have one lone guard who's by himself, and then you're just standing there, and he has no backup. Like that's the kind of stuff that I love, and you can't do that in this game. Yeah. But to build on that, the reason you can't do it is because there's no reason to stealth anywhere. Because you're a Viking. Vikings don't s stealthily assassinate. I wasn't. I wasn't about to mention that one yet. Uh, well, yeah. I'm sorry I brought it up. For you, I know oh, we no, are. It's it's okay. It's I know. Okay. It's, it's, I'm just gonna touch on it. Like, no, no. Let's 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 go into that. We've talked about combat. We've talked about the usefulness of our bird. Yeah. So now let's actually punch on the fact of a Viking assassin. You're not an assassin. You're not. <laughs> yes, I am. I have an assassin's blade. Yes, I'm playing devil's advocate, no, no, people. No. I really am here because I fully agree with this statement. But, but you actually phrase that properly. You have an assassin blade. You don't have a hidden blade because your character is like, why would I want to hide this? I've got to put it on the outside of my arm. This is, goes against everything that the Assassin Creed games have been. Which, like, I'm trying to figure out. I like even watching her kill. She uses her fist, so that blade must be like super fucking long. <laughs> Like, super long. Because she's, like, just punching them and the blade pops out. Yeah. Right? Like, because in previous titles, they bend their wrist back so that their palm is facing the enemy. Kind of like how Spider-Man shoots out his web. Mm -hmm. Right? And the blade triggers from the wrist. And so they're able to, like, grab and have the blade trigger. Right? Yeah. And everything like that. Well... With it on the back of her hand, she would have to push her hand forward. So she's like doing this weird backhanded slap. <laughs> and I can tell you from a martial arts aspect, you're going to break your fucking wrist. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to hit you so I can kill you with this hidden blade. And that's she broke her damn wrist. <laughs> like, I don't know how she used it. I, I don't. I. But again, it was it was for looks. It was to look cool, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like, sorry, I I, I kind of feel like from the get go, this game is is. I know that there's a lot of good hype about it right now. People love this game. They they're they're enthralled by this game. They 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 think this is. I have heard talk of this being, the greatest Assassin's Creed game they have made yet. And I just am struggling <laughs> to see it. Like I, I'm, I truly, I'm disappointed in the fact of we did all of these podcasts in buildup of this game, which I was looking forward to. And this is what we got. <laughs> like I know that we usually leave reception for the end, but because you're bringing it up, I just want to dive into it real quick. Okay. So just to go with Metacritic, okay. 
it has at least an 80 out of 100 on every single platform. That's PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One. Well, that's not the greatest, but it's not the worst either. Well, I'm not. I'm. I'm just starting with that, right? Okay. Gamespot gave it an eight out of ten. IGN gave it an eight out of ten. Game Informer nine point two five out of ten. PC Gamer ninety two out of a hundred. The only score that I agree with is the one from GamePro, which is sixty five out of a hundred. And even then, I think sixty five is a little high. I, but you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I think I, I agree with the sixty five. I and I'll stand by the sixty five. Because there were good things in this game. For the, the 10 minutes that you played. Well, the, the 30 minutes you played, but you say you played the same 10 minutes three times. Three times, yeah. <laughs> well, and this is why, right? I would get in the storyline. I, I Now, I'll, I'll give the game some credit, right? Mm-hmm. This was not all the game's fault. I was one of the lucky few that was able to get my hands on a PS5. Not only did I get my hands on the PS5, but I also got my hands on an Xbox Series X. Like... I I don't know how I got so dumb lucky to do it, but I was able to do it. So (laughs) a part of it comes with technical difficulties with the PS5. For those of you who own one, you you may have noticed any game in which you could play on the PS4 or PS5 platform, when even when inserting a PS5 disc, it will automatically download the ps4 version so i started the game off i played up until when you were able to get home you save your you save your camp you're freed you're on your viking ship you're sailing home you get back to your house you find out the king is fucking pissed with you because you know he basically feels like you disobeyed him again and you have to bide some time. So it wants you to go around and talk to the villagers and, and start learning some of these side quests, which, oh, God, what was the game called with the, with the dice? Oh, I don't, I don't remember. Oh, God. So there's this game with, the, with dice that you play, right? Six-sided dice, and you had, what, six of them? Seven of them? I think, I think it was six. Yeah. And you'd roll them, and you picked out, like, attacks or defenses and, or runes, right? Mm-hmm. And... It was a fun game. I actually had a lot more fun playing that game than I did the actual game. Um, but, like, you could do that. There was... Um, drinking. Drinking, and then there was... Flighting. Flighting. Which, which is <laughs> Viking rap battles. Basically, right? <laughs> and I was like, that's actually kind of cool. That That is something that they did. It's it's an interesting bit of their culture. But you, you learn those things, and then... Uh, you can kind of explore a little bit, which is where I come upon my first world quest, which I was kind of like, this world quest is lame. Well, do you know what that is? No. That's their not side quest. So I remember them coming out and saying, the Hala won't have any side quests. There is the main story quest to do, but no side quests. However, there are world events. World events are just side quests. Well, so, okay, here, here's my thing. I remember hearing about world events. Mm-hmm. To me, a world event is a big epic thing that is not a constant. It's not a constant, right? right? Like, I could come upon this area and that world event not be there. And then later on, for whatever reason, I've got to run by and then 
boom, here's this here's this random event that I can do. Yeah, it's it's a side quest as you put it, but it's not a constant. I think it becomes a side quest when it's a constant. In the three times that I had to restart this game, that world event was always there. <laughs> always. That's a side quest. Yes. <laughs> you named it a world event, but it's a side quest. Yes. And so that I did get a little disappointed in that. And I didn't think the side quest was that great. Well, like, I was going to say what the, the the one that you the one that you did was so you have there's a lady who has thrown her comb into a lake. And for whoever finds the comb gets to spend an evening with her doing whatever. <laughs> and there's this little poem that she has drafted up to help you find the comb. And there's there's these guys standing around and they're looking for the comb and everything, which I thought was kind of cool. And of course, it's like in the middle of the lake down this deep, deep fucking hole, which painfully obvious, <laughs> right? It's literally at the bottom of a waterfall in this deep hole yeah. in the middle of the lake. <laughs> the well see that one see because i obviously i had that world, i had that world event too it's so weird how wow, in both of our crazy. worlds yeah um the one that i really liked was when i came across the farmers who that that they were brothers they were arguing about the grain silo because one of them was the farmer who made the grain to make the mead and then the other one was the one who was doing the selling and the distribution yeah and they were arguing about what percentage of the profits each one gets. Each one should get yeah. because the farmer says, well, without me, he won't have anything to sell. And the other one says, without me selling anything, we won't have any money. And he would just have a silo full. So I'm guessing you didn't get that one because that was later on in the game. Yeah. No. I'm guessing you never got there. Nope. Yeah. The you know what the the secret is of beating that one? What? You burn their fucking silo to the ground. How does that fix anything? But sure as shit, you light the, the silo on fire. It lights their houses on fire. And they're like, oh, we shouldn't have been so focused on doing this. We're actually related and we really love each other. And now we can move on to bigger and better things. I wanted to throw my controller at the TV. It was fucking stupid. I'm seriously. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I... <laughs> I realize this is a podcast, <laughs> and me being stunned, stupid silence. This is staring at me. <laughs> um, isn't very effective in a podcast. No, I don't know what to say to that. Well, and you know what else really kills me, right? What? So, so we'll go ahead and color code them, right? Okay. On on your world map, you have yellow icons, which are sources of either like money, yep. resources, or equipment. Yep. You have the blue ones, which are the world events, or what we're really going to call them, is the side missions. Yeah. And then you have white ones, which are like weird things in the world. I came across one where there was like there was like a cursed area. Okay. And I had to like shoot a red raven out of a tree. And then I fixed the area. That's weird. No, Ravens aren't red. No context. No like nothing. nothing. It was just this place is cursed. Okay, what do I do? Well, Everything around me is black except for this one red bird. I'm going to shoot the red bird. I shoot the red bird. Congratulations. You fixed the area. Move on with your life. Like, what? That is like, weird. What does this have to do with what I'm doing? <laughs> Nothing. It's Nothing just... at all. Well, and, and so uh, what I was getting at. Sorry. We got a little sidetracked with stuff. With the side quests. Yeah. Um, 
so I, I, I got to that and you're supposed to, the other half of that is to go and see the Oracle, mm-hmm. right? Because you had this weird, bad dream type deal. And in my exploration, I had already found the Oracle's hut, right? Mm-hmm. But it didn't trigger. There was no marker there. There was nothing. And I kept going to her hut, and I would go inside, and I would try and interact with her, and I would try and kill her, and I tried to set her house on fire. And I like, I literally tried all these things to try and get this this event to trigger and it wouldn't trigger. And without talking to the Oracle, because talking to the Oracle is a main, like, it is the main part of the storyline. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you can talk to the Oracle and not talk to the rest of the townsfolk and be just fine. Continue on with the storyline. No problem. But you have to talk to the Oracle. And I couldn't do it. Loaded up before I got home, right? Before I left the one island that you start off on, mm-hmm. went back, ran straight to the Oracle, still didn't trigger I, I, I literally tried for, I don't know, half an hour, 45 mm. minutes to try and get this Oracle to trigger until I finally went, you know what? Fuck this. I turned off the game and I walked away yeah. because I got so frustrated. And the next time I started it up, deleted my saved files, started a new game, went into it and immediately didn't do anything else. Got off the boat, ran straight to the fucking Oracle <laughs> and it triggered. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> But if this happens to me again later on, like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna be happy. Now I'm, now I'm on edge. I'm on the first fucking mission of the game, and Assassin's Creed games are known to have quite a bit of missions. Mm-hmm. Like they, they can go. And so I'm like, what if I, like, what if I get 10, 12 hours into this game and this happens again? Like, I'm gonna be mad. And so I was worried about it right off the bat. That stress is already there. Yeah. Right. Well, then I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. I save. I hear about how the PS5 is downloading and prompting you to play the PS4 version of the game. And I'm like, well, that's dumb. So I look and guess what I've been playing on? the ps4 version of the game (laughs) so i'm like okay so i change it i download the ps5 version of it delete the ps4 version of it load up the ps5 version of it hoping that my ps4 saved file will update to a ps5 version and along that process now mind you i've gotten to england Mm -hmm. by this point so I've, i've i've gotten quite a ways in it corrupts mm-hmm. and I deleted it. I shut it off. I walked away and I can't bring myself to play it again. Yeah. I can't, I can't bring myself to touch it. Like I already have a big problem with playing games multiple times. It has to be a game that I really, really love. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, I know it's super surprising because this is not my type of game at all. Resident Evil four is the only game that I can recall that I have played more than 10 times. And I say more than 10 times because after 10, I just I lost track of how many times I've played through this game. Mm-hmm. 
uh, The Witcher 3 is the second game that I have played the most, and I've played through it three times. Well, that's because it's so big. You can't really, like... Yeah, but I, <laughs> I mean, like... But you have a good point. I've never, I've never played through games multiple times, especially when they have a fixed storyline like this one does. Mm. Because the way my attention span works, I basically, like, I know what's going to happen. I'm not invested. Yeah. I don't care. So the other aspects of the game have to be really good. And as we've been talking about so far, combat sucks. Guess what else sucks? <laughs> Parkour. Ugh. Like, I, I don't know what happened, man. I don't. Great parkour system in Odyssey. Great parkour system in um, Origins. Shitty as fuck parkour system in... I, I just... I feel so slow <laughs> in Valhalla when I'm climbing. I'm like... <gasps> That's because you're a big heavy Viking. I Fuck, dude. I would die. I would, I would literally just... And I did. Because... I don't know about you. Uh, um, what are they called? The bird points. Where you synchronization point? Thank you. You're welcome. I always forget. You the always forget name. the name of them. <laughs> They're in almost every single. I know. I game. forget the name of time. Where did you jump? Oh yeah, God! It was not always clear. I there were numerous times I jumped off the wrong side of the building. I never jumped off the right side of the building <laughs> ever. I always ended up like, I don't know where to jump. So just to be safe, I'll climb back down. Well, do you know how they offset that? How? They gave you a perk in the skill tree that allowed you to go into a roll to mitigate damage if you jumped too, they, from too high. They had that in Odyssey, and they had that in Origins. Oh, well, yeah. In Odyssey, they basically just gave you one that was like, no more fall damage. You can jump from as high as you want. <laughs> yeah. But even then, in Odyssey, it was very clear of, I jump in that bale of hay. I jump in that body of water. Mm -hmm. I jump. Like... You knew where to jump. I could not, for the life of me, figure out where the fuck to jump off these synchronization points. And some of them were high. Oh, yeah. Some of them were really high where I was like, fuck, I don't want to climb back down this shit. Because you climb down as slow as you climb fucking up. Yeah. One and you're falling. <laughs> <laughs> One of them that was like a key point for traveling because it was kind of it was close to yeah. like where your like the, the story mission hub was at, basically. Yeah. There was that one that I mean, that one was like hit or miss because Every time you like would load into it, it was either you can like you could go over here and jump into it this way, but then there was like another bale of hay kind of lower on the ground that you could jump into, but it was like hit or miss if you were gonna get it or not. I mean there was a really? time there was a time I jumped off and I I jumped normally and I landed on the ground next to the bale of hay. I'm like how was I not? See, and I, 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 how did they mess up this parkour system? We're, I don't know. we're talking, we had, I just went through all the games that we talked about, plus some, and how many games to perfect this parkour system? And they had a great one. Like, I don't remember having any troubles at all in Odyssey with the parkour system. Mm. Like, I, I really don't know. And like, you explained, you're a big heavy Viking. Well, come on, man. I'm a fucking assassin, too, for whatever reason. <laughs> like, I don't know. But, yeah, it, I just, I had a real hard time with that. I had a real hard time with the synchronization points. I had a real hard time with the site. I, like, and I think I was, uh, um, again, just right off the bat by that first fucking glitch, mm. I was kind of thrown off of it. And then we had a brief conversation about some of the storyline, and which I wasn't even paying attention to at that point because I was focusing on so many other aspects that once I started paying attention to it, 
yeah i i got questions ubisoft <laughs> i i please if if anybody in ubisoft highly highly doubtful <laughs> listens to this podcast like can we talk <laughs> please i like i'm I love your games. I love your franchises. I know it may not sound like it based off of the last one and this one, but I'm super confused. I don't know about you. I, if you want to get into this, we can go back to the storyline for a little bit and, and talk about some of the flaws that we saw in the storyline. Well, because yeah. you got clearly much further than I did. And yeah. Yeah. Well, right. So, so my understanding of Viking culture mm -hmm. is just we come to an area, we kill all the men and women and children, we take all the stuff that is worth taking, and we burn everything else, and then we move on. That doesn't lead itself to an assassin sort of lifestyle. Yeah, they were very nomadic. They were very honorable warriors, in a sense, right? Like, as much honor as you can get from raping and pillaging. Yeah. But, again, it was it was more of... It was all about trying to reach Valhalla. Yeah. Right? Which, if you ran away from battle, so, like... Dishonor on your family. Basically, <laughs> dishonor on you. Dishonor. <laughs> well, it it, it kind of get confusing, right? You have hell, which is spelled with one L, mm. not two, which is where you go when you die. Unless if you are a warrior and you died a noble warrior death. Then you have these entities, which are kind of like archangels named Valkyries, that would come and swoop up your spirit and take you to the battle halls of Valhalla, where you will basically live eternity in battle and glory and mead. Right? Like, <laughs> it was, it, it's heaven, mm -hmm. their, their version of it, right? And that was the whole point for these Viking warriors, was to die in honorable warrior's death and get to Valhalla. If I ended up in a battle and I turned my back and I ran because for whatever reason my clan was losing, I would not go to Valhalla because I would be considered a chicken and a coward. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if I deployed guerrilla tactics, which they wouldn't have even known. Their culture hadn't developed them. They, like... If I'm wrong, please provide me with some sort of evidence because I have yet to find anything. As I said in the start of this, I'm not I'm not very experienced in Viking culture, but I don't recall reading anything about them hiding in bushes <laughs> and waiting to spring their enemies, dropping down from ceilings. You know, it it, it was a straight up we're gonna raid you. Battle horns were sounded. Fucking they they gave enough warning. So that the village they were about to raid, the women could run and hide in the longhouse and the men could stand and fight. Well, mm. granted, women stood and fight too, but, you know, you get what I'm saying, right? Like, the pregnant and the children in the longhouse, we're going to defend you and boom. <laughs> like, war was on. Battle horns were sounded. Defenses were made. War was fought. Not... I'm going to I'm going to park around around this little bend. Jump out of my boat, keep my rest of my crew there. Hike up this mountain, go into the longhouse. Oh, there's their leader. I'm going to drop down, stab him in the face, <laughs> and then slowly sneak around from house to house to house killing everybody. 
don't know how they did it. Yeah. But, yeah. So, sorry. No, <laughs> it's, I mean, right? Is there even really any reason to actually talk about the overall plot? Because, I mean, you touched on it where, yeah, it starts off, you're a kid. You, then it's 17 years later, you come back home, you leave, you go to Mercia, basically England. Yeah. And you start a new uh, a new clan. Yeah. And then what you're doing is for the rest of the game is you're making allegiances with the kings of the surrounding areas. Yeah. And that's it. Like, that's, that's the game plot in a nutshell, you know? Like, Sigurd is off doing his thing with... Um, you know, some, yeah. some some people who come in from the Assassin Order. That's how you end up getting the Hidden Blade. He's kind of doing his thing. You're doing your thing. I don't thing. think they call it the Hidden Blade. I think they do call it. No, they do no, call, they call it the Hidden, hidden Blade. blade. Yeah, right. because that's right. the whole point is yeah. that Eivor is like, Because at this point in time, not they're, not, they're not ca- called the Assassin's Brotherhood. They're called the Hidden Ones. Oh, that's right. You're right. Yeah, sorry. So, that like. Burbage. Because, again. This takes place after Origins, but long before the original Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Like, well, I shouldn't say long before. Like, what, 300 years before? Probably. I, I said it off earlier, but... Yeah. So... But yeah. It, so, yeah. right? So, okay. So, the plot is really non-existent because... All you're doing is you're just making allegiances with other people around Europe. Yeah. Like, all... I of, just wanted to know. Did, yeah. did it make sense to you? No. Okay. It didn't make any sense to me why a Viking would want to be an assassin, like, or even have use any sort of the so, like, techniques that you can have. I was trying to think of some reason why, right? Mm-hmm. So Sigurd, who we've been calling her brother, is like an adoptive brother. Yeah, because right? it's he was he was the son of the other king that you other were celebrating king. with when you were a child, right? Um, that king basically adopts you because of what happened, your parents being dead. Yeah, but you've always looked at him like a brother. Like, you have this vision, you go to the Oracle, the Oracle gives you another vision where you're following Odin. Mm -hmm. And we all know how much I love, love bringing in mythological figures into a factual world. Yeah. I know the game is fiction. I know. And granted... This can be explained away, right? She gives her a mixture of herbs and spices and all those fucking hallucinogens. Oh, yeah. You have this vision. Yeah, you're stoned off your gourd. You're stoned out of your mind. So this I can uh, totally cool with. Totally cool. Because this is, again, something that happened. They Mm -hmm. did this. But has this vision following Odin and then basically ends up fighting Sigurd. And she gets really upset about it. Or Eivor. Mm. I'll, I'll refer to the player, the character is Eivor. Eivor gets really upset about it and is like, no, I'm never going to do this with Sigurd. Sigurd, like, you, Odin changed his fate and so can I. And so up to that point, totally cool with it. Totally cool. Sigurd comes back. You find, like you said, Sig- you find out Sigurd comes back from this, this world adventure where mm-hmm. he goes to all these places. And I'm like, I don't. I don't remember Vikings going to all these places, but okay. (laughs) Again, I don't know that much about Viking history, right? But he comes back with two assassins. And the problem that I had was they look like assassins from the first game. 
the way they're dressed, the way they have their belts. The Close. Way, like, Close. Th- it's very, very similar. It's It definitely is reminiscent. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, maybe we're, we're talking a couple of hundred years difference here, but man, that seems like really well really close yeah our our sense of fashion two three hundred years ago from today is very different right then yeah this look and and the whole point of the way they dressed was so that they could blend in with the clergy Mm -hmm. if you remember when we talked way way back when about the the first first assassin's creed game it was so that they could blend in with the clergy so i'm just kind of like well okay clergyman's garbs don't change that often. They're 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 pretty, dude. There are still freaking monks in Spain. Oh yeah, that wear white cloaks with really tall, pointy white hoods. Okay, <laughs> like so. But a- again, so like, they show up, and your brother's like, "Hey, I need you to talk to these guys. They're they're the greatest. They're the best. We're homeboys now. BFS forever." Mm-hmm. And th- that's when they give you the hidden blade. Yep. And then they teach you how to assassinate people. Right. And she just like fully accepts it. I know. Or Avor just fully accepts it. And I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> that I don't. Why is why is Avor not making a comment about how like this isn't honorable? Yeah. This isn't. This isn't the Viking way. This. And then, like, the this is when I really kind of was like, okay, this game's bullshit. You fight whatever his name is. You, like, your brother's like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of him taking over our land. I'm tired of this 10-year war that we've had, which I'm like, wait a second. It's been 17 years. <laughs> but okay. Um, this ends now. And you join your brother. You go and raid one of his camps. And when you're done raiding his camp, you basically have another viking tribe that comes up to you and you're like on the defensive immediately which again totally would would happen mm-hmm. right like this this person out of nowhere shows up after you just raided this village and you're like oh fuck no you ain't taking us out we mm-hmm. we won this honorably this is now our land well you find out that it's a guy named king harold who owns basically what looks to be like the biggest Viking tribe in the northern area of your map. And he's like, I'm here to help you. And immediately your character is like, why? <laughs> Which, again, would totally make sense. You have no dog in this fight. Yeah. There's no reason for you to help us. Why do you want this? And I'm like, okay, I can, again, I'm, I'm kind of getting back on board now. The assassination shit doesn't really make sense to me, but I'm kind of getting back on board now. And he goes, well, I'm tired of this fight. I'm tired of it. It's lasted forever. It's right on my border. It, it's it's straining me. I'm waiting for it to spill over so I can either continue waiting for it to spill over and be stressed out about it, or I can help you end it. And your brother's like, fine, you can help us, but Avar gets a go at the guy. One-on-one. Mano a mano. Which we are talking about. I don't. I don't care. Look, name a culture. One on one honorable called out combat has been a thing for fucking ever. <laughs> like, let's make some movie references here. Troy. Mm-hmm. Like that's 
that wasn't just for the movies. That shit actually happened. Yeah, whole entire battles could be fought between two people. Yeah. They were like, your best warrior, my best warrior, winner wins a whole lot. Right? Ghost of Tsushima, he tries to do it there in the beginning. Like, yep. There's a lot of them that this is a thing around the world. And so Eivor fights him one-on-one. And what is it? Like halfway through the fight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You end up down in this little gully. Yeah. This weird and then pit. all of a sudden fucking, what is it? Is it Hasim or Basam? So so Bas- I think it's Basim. Basim? Basim and Hytham. Hytham. Fuck, I got their names way wrong. Um, But I can't remember which one. I think it was Basim. No, it's Hytham. Is it Hytham? Yeah, Basim is the one with the beard. Oh, the, he's the, the one that, mentor? Yeah, he's the one that's constantly with Sigurd. Hytham is the one that stays behind in in your your uh settlement later yeah. on in the game um so it's hytham but hytham like jumps out of nowhere at him and he literally just kind of looks up grabs the dude and throws him <laughs> like a fucking rag doll against the wall and he just crumples to the ground and immediately i'm like we're fucked full war is gonna break out right now yeah because that's what would happen yep they'd be nope. like <laughs> nope not an assassin's creed buddy nope not in Assassin's Creed. You finish the fight. And then where you would be fucking livid because technically he just ruined your chances of getting into Valhalla. Mm-hmm. You just broke honorable con- combat because a guy on your side attacked the enemy that you were fighting one-on-one with. So in order to regain your honor, what would you do? We're, we're talking back then. You kill the fucker. <laughs> but no, is he okay? Is he going to make it? I think he has like a like a bruised ankle or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, but she, Avor asks, is he okay? Is he going to make it? And I'm like, <laughs> no. And, and luckily, I, again, like you, you go to this meeting and King Harold basically is like, hey, hey, you're all mine now, bitches. And if you don't like it, you can leave. But then, <laughs> love this part. One king comes up and he's like, "Yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna bend knee to you. One, I'm older than the fucking pubic hairs on your face, yeah. so I'm not gonna bend knee to you. I'm just gonna leave. I'm gonna take my clan and my wife and my children and you know all my shit. But you can have leave. my land. But you can have my land because I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna go settle somewhere else. And he's like, "All right, cool. Deuces." And then he looks at you and goes, hey, what are you going to do? Because you can't leave. So you have to join me. Because if you don't join me, I'm going to kill you. See, and I didn't get that. Oh, that's how I totally felt that went down. Because I I remember the king being like, the king of your clan being like, no, 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 we'll join you. And then Sigurd freaks out. Sigurd loses his mind. And he's like, I will never bend knee to you. And he storms out. And that's when Harold comes up to you and goes, what are you going to do? Are you going to bend knee to me? Or are you going to join your brother? And you say, well, I could never go against my brother. And he tells you, really think about this. Because if you do not bend knee to me, then I'm going to have to kill you. Oh, see, I was totally checked out at that point, I guess. Oh, yeah. And I'm (laughs) like, you let the other dude leave. Why can't I just leave? Like, you have to threaten my life? That's fucked up, dude. (laughs) And, of course, that's when you, you go off to England, which that was when the game file corrupted. And yeah. I was kind of like, you know what? I 
I'm not invested enough into this. Yeah. Right. And then, of course, you know, because people can't not talk about shit that comes out and everything like that and everything literally granted some time had passed mm -hmm. it's been some decent time since the games come out yep um they i started seeing videos mm -hmm. of it and like there there's some cool stuff in there you can get mjolnir which i thought was cool yeah you have to go through and get all of thor's armor which looks all right like I'm, I'm not like super impressed by it. it the winged helmet and it's very like classic marvel thor looking to me but you have you get all that armor and then you go to where mjolnir is just lying on the ground and you can pick it up and now you have this thunder hammer and you can get excalibur because of course you're in england right mm-hmm and so, like, those things were kind of cool. But then, like, you – I saw where you're you're literally in Valhalla. You're talking to Odin and Thor and Loki and Tyr and Thor's two sons, which I can't remember the names of. And, like, I'm just kind of like, okay, well, now I'm actually kind of glad that I didn't get to this part because – I have a really nice TV <laughs> and I just, I don't want to break it. <laughs> like, I just, I don't like it. Cause now, now it feels like to me, you sold this game based off of the fact that you get to hang out with gods. I, I would say they, they actually probably sold it on, Hey, did you want to role play as a Viking? Now you can role play as a Viking. That is what I – it was – right? Who gets to hang out with gods? Well, yeah, but you can hang out with gods in Odyssey, but that's not how they pitched it. They pitched it's Assassin's Creed during Peloponnesian War. Okay. In all fairness, in Odyssey, to hang out with the gods, you have to buy a DLC pack. Yeah, but they, it's a, they weren't selling it that way. No, because in order – it's not a part of the main storyline of the game. You don't have to do that yeah. in Odyssey to enjoy – the storyline of the game it is a dlc in this there's no dlcs out yet for it <sighs> so they can't write it off as oh we gave you this dlc where you can get mjolnir and you get to hang out with thor and loki and odin and you know Tyr and all these other gods and mm. you know go around and having all this sorts of fun right well, nope this is a part of the fucking game well yeah but yeah i guess you don't have to technically do it you could just not do that quest line because it's not part of the main quest. It's a, it's a side quest, basically. Is it? Yeah, because... Oh, see, it didn't look that way to me. No, no, no. There's, like, there comes a point where, like, once the seer is set up in your new establishment, you yeah. go back and see her, you take a potion, and then you travel to... Valhalla. Well, it's not Valhalla. It's Isengard or whatever it is. <laughs> Asgard. You uh, go to... Isengard is um, yeah, Lord, Lord of the, of the Rings, Rings, buddy. Yeah, the you, eyes and God, and you—that's where it turns because then you you play as uh, one of the gods, and you oh. look like. So here's here's the thing, right? Okay, so maybe I misinterpreted this. Fill me in, bro. Well, also I think because it comes later on in the game, you may not have gotten here. I didn't. Literally, I got to it. We set up Raventhorpe, mm -hmm. and boop, boop, deleted. Yeah. <laughs> like. So yeah. So. At the at this time, I was using the 
let the animus choose your gender. I okay. W- at, oh, and, yeah. I wanted to ask you about this. Yeah. And I was female Eivor in the, in, in the real world. Okay. Well, not the real world. I shouldn't say that. In the animus. In the animus. I, as Eivor. Outside of Asgard. I was a female. Okay. When I went into Asgard, I switched to being male. I looked... I had all of the same components. I had the same hairstyle. I had the same hair color. I had the same tattoos. I had the same armor. Yeah. I just was male instead of female. Yeah. That is the only difference I noticed when letting the animus choose my gender. What was the point? Did they ever explain the point? I don't know. <laughs> okay. So it's it's never explained, even outside of the animus. No. I never got anything definitive. And I've been looking, like, I have looked online what is the, like, pros and cons of letting the animus choose. I have not received a definitive answer. And the only notice, the only thing that I noticed was that, is that in the real world, in the animus world, I was female. In Asgard, I was male. That's it. So, meh. I don't know. But... Once you so once you get to Raventhorpe, uh-huh. once you build the Seer's house, because that's a whole thing in and of itself. Yeah. Then you take another drug potion and you go to Asgard. Okay. But that all is just a quest line. But it, it's you don't, its own separate it's its thing. Own you don't thing. need to do it. No, because I I left there because I didn't oh, want to do that. Okay. So I I I'm sorry. I guess I I was under the understanding based off of the videos that I had watched and everything. Like that was a part of the storyline. To, now, get, to get a full understanding of what was going on, that was a part of the main quest chain mm-hmm. to, because there were no side quests. Yeah, but there were. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Yeah. So, like... No, I I was able to leave there, go back to doing all the other stuff that I was doing, which was going to the lands, the, going to the other kings... Getting the agreements. And get, building up these alliances, which, by the way, I can... I will tell you the first one I did and then just copy and paste that like eight, nine more times, however many realms are. It's always the same thing. You go to an area, you talk to a person, they tell you, hey, I have this problem. Insert insert problem here. Help me fix it and I will join your allegiance. Do that nine times. And that's it. The, The first area was... You know, oh, I used to run the town and I got ran out. Help me get back in and I'll be I'll be with you. Okay. So you go and you do all the stuff that you need to do for that one. And then you bring the, the get the person back into town. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, I, I'm in allegiance with you. Yay. And then the next one I went and did, it was like, oh, our, our main leader was killed. Help us solve the mystery of who killed them and we will join your alliance. It's always the same formula. Now, granted, I guess video game has to video game. Yeah. But, like, it was... It's very monotonous. It was hard to, like, want to keep going when I knew exactly what was in store for me. Yeah. You know, it would have been nice... Oh, I can't argue with you on that one. Look how many of these games that I was just like, I hated it because of the monotony. Yeah. (laughs) And, yeah, that was rough because, like, it never felt satisfying yeah you know like i never got a sense of accomplishment oh you know i was always like where i was at like i i it wasn't exciting yeah it wasn't fun it wasn't i wasn't invested in my character i wasn't invested in the storyline i i mean it felt forced 
It's it. honest to God, and and like I, I love you guys who listen. I love doing this. This is like probably, really like one of the funnest things that I have ever done, right? Mm-hmm. Like we 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 enjoy doing this. If we didn't, we wouldn't. Yeah, it, it basically comes down to that. We don't care if we have one listener, no listeners, or a hundred thousand listeners. Like, mainly we enjoy doing this, and I love playing video games, and I love playing most video. But this game, it just it felt like if it wasn't for this podcast, I wouldn't do it. If it wasn't for the fact that we built up twelve episodes, if we had not done, I say twelve episodes. I actually don't know how many, but if we had not done any of the other assassin creed games and we were just going to present this one to you i would have told you let's not do it let's do something else (laughs) yeah there are other games and there are like look how many games have come out around this time of the year but we've and then unfortunately we still have a little time before the cyberpunk comes out at time of recording Mm mm-hmm that was the one main one that we were looking forward to. And I, I tell you right now, like, if Cyberpunk came out when it was supposed to, I would have played this game once. <laughs> I would have gotten to that first little bit. And then I'd have been like, I couldn't get through it. It glitched on me. And uh, that's been it, the end bro. of it. <laughs> that, that's it. I, I, Cyberpunk was amazing. <laughs> like, we would be, it'd be a Cyberpunk podcast. Yeah, I would much be prefer, I would much prefer to do that because, I mean... We've covered the plot in essence. Yeah. Right? We got as far as you could get in the game. Yeah. Um, I had... So now we're basically just going to turn this into a bitch session about all the problems with this game. Right? Well, r- real fast. So, like, in it, right, mm-hmm. we had um, Layla. Yes. Right? And Layla's still in this, if I'm not... No. I, I never got outside of the Animus. No. I never did. Layla, Sean, and Rebecca are still in it. There is, okay. There is a one forced moment where you have to leave the Animus. Okay. And you do get to interact with them before going back in. And the magnetic field around the Earth uh-huh. is getting stronger. And you're looking for a way to fix it. Okay. That's what's happening outside the Animus. Okay. See, and that, that, like, I had a really hard time with um, Odyssey because, like, I didn't even have compelling stuff outside of the Animus mm-hmm. to look forward to, yeah. you know? Like, when w- the Desmond saga, <laughs> I guess you can call it, because it, it is more than three games, mm-hmm. you know, or else I would have called it a trilogy. Um it like it was compelling outside of the animus and in origins this was compelling outside of the animus i was excited to play her i was excited to see what was going on i was excited to see what she found you know that kind of stuff yeah right like and i loved the fact that it did tie in like the movie i don't know i i I don't think we hit it in the um origins podcast but there's a moment when you in Origins, you're outside of the Animus as Layla. You go to your computer and you open up this file and it talks about how a bomb went off in England killing a bunch of people, one of them being the main bad guy in the Assassin's Creed movie. 
right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my god, that's like the greatest tie-in ever, right? Right. Like it's so stupid and silly, but at least they tied it in that that confirmed that movie was canon, which I loved. <laughs> um, but like I just I had a hard time because in Odyssey they I I didn't really feel compelled for her outside of the animus, so I was just wondering if it got any better in this one. Like and from no. what it sounds like, it 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 didn't. There's no. no. It never in my entire playthrough. It never once forced me out, except for that one time. One time. Hmm. Other than that, yeah. There's no more like checkpoints, chapters, and when you're done, you get forced out to do some stuff and like know, in the past, like in the other ones. Yeah. yeah. No, none of that. Hmm. Okay. So I, I I just ask him like I, again. I I didn't I didn't get. I feel robbed. <laughs> well, I was going to say. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Your issue. Let's do this. So we've already talked about the Raven, right? Nevermore. The ra- Yeah. Nevermore. Ever use it. Nevermore use it because it's useless unless yeah. you were looking for points of interest, which are already on your map. You could always already mark on the map and synchronization points pulled them out for you. Yeah. And... Or if you were looking for little uh, rock nodes Mm because you needed more, you know, metal Metal, to to level up your equipment. We'll get to equipment. It's on my list. We'll get to equipment. But so, yeah. So the bird is useless from every standpoint. Yeah. Shops. There are shops you can go to. All right. Now, there is they implemented something I think is very interesting and not in a good way. There are like little puzzle rooms yeah. in the game where it's just a square building. There's a piece of armor in it. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out how to get in there. Yep. The front door is barred. So how do you get in there? Well, I can I run around the bottom. I don't really see anything. I climb up to the roof. I don't see anything. I jump onto a tree. I see a note and a bunch of arrows. And it says, hey, if some idiot locks you out, you can shoot an arrow from here through this like little crack in the building and shoot the thing that's barring the door. So you pull out your bow, you shoot and you break the bar and you can go around and now you can open the front door and get to it. Yeah. Okay. I came across one of those where you have to shoot in between the lattice of a window. Okay. But you needed a predator bow. Because we were bringing back the bows from origins. You've got the hunter bow, the the, the light bow, the predator bow. I didn't have a predator bow on me, so I wanted to go to the shop to buy one. All it says is, this is a bow. Yes. There is not any sort of way that I could tell. What kind of bow it was. What kind of bow. So it was like, this is a bow. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'll get it. Maybe it'll be a predator bow. Be a predator bow. No, it was another light bow. So where do I go get a predator bow? Like I haven't come across one and I can't buy one from a shop. Not to mention all the stuff in the shops are like pointless because getting back to combat real quick, I never felt overwhelmed. No. Right? Like I and I was did you ever fight the um God, I, I can't remember what he was called, but he's like the ultimate warrior. You're referred to as one. And in that first area, if you follow the waterfall up from where the comb is, Mm -hmm. right, and you follow the river back, you see a cave entrance. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Did you ever fight him? Um, Well, I was, I, yes, I fought him. He was a skull and immediately slaughtered me. Oh, see? 
he was the only guy that provided a challenge for him. Yeah, I was going to say. And that to me is not a challenge. That is, oh, I'm apparently I'm underleveled. But I don't know what level I was supposed to be. So now that I'm level like 120. You can murder him. I don't know if I want to go back because now I'm just going to walk all over him. You are. Yeah, that's yeah, you that's are. not a challenge to me when it's like this is just an enemy that is clearly. Did you find any more like him? No. And I didn't look because. Oh, you see, I looked yeah. and I. Maybe I wasn't looking in the right spots because the way that he like presents himself, there's like 10 of them mm-hmm. and he's just one. And I was like, oh, cool. Oh, cool. 10 of these bad guys. Like that gives me something that gives me <laughs> some sort of joy. Yeah. You know, and I, I never found another one. Yeah. So shops are stupid. Your skill tree. So they brought back <laughs> the skill tree from Origins and Odyssey. Well, no. But, but they did it a little differently this was, time. Uh, you have a skill tree. I wouldn't say it's the one from Origins <laughs> Odyssey. <laughs> and in this one, your skill tree is obscured by a fog. So you can't see anything. So you can't plan your route when you want to level up. So what I mean by that is there are three different areas. And it's really, it's not because... You've got your melee area, which is the way of the bear. Mm-hmm. You've got your stealth area, which is the way of the raven. Yep. And you've got your archery air path, which is your way of the wolf. Makes no sense. However, let's just say that you want to do melee damage because most enemies do melee attacks, right? You get the occasional yeah, yeah. archer, maybe a guy throwing a bomb. So you want to focus on way of the bear stuff. Well, over there, you'll get like plus five to assassination damage. Yeah. Why is that? Why is that? I, I don't know. I in, think, in my honest opinion, I think it was their way of trying to balance out the certain ways, which mm-hmm. makes no sense because then why create the ways? Yes. You know, and I will I will give bonus like you were saying. It's covered by like what I call a fog of war. Yeah. Right. Until you get to a certain point where you unlock a certain node and then it unlocks another circle, which it unlocks the full circle in whatever 12 or 15 or however many little nodes around nodes that are in that area. You can't see it. You don't know. So, yeah, you can't plan out. Yeah. But you can respec at any time and any nodes that you have unlocked, any of those circles that you have unlocked, stay unlocked. Right. So I want to... I want to plan. I like, I can't plan a certain way. So I just willy nilly go about. Yeah. Then now that I'm level 120, I can respec and then put all my points to open up the rest of it. Why not just have it visible from the beginning? Like in the two previous games, because where's the fun in that <laughs> for people like me, I literally say this sarcastically. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. So the tri- the skill tree is stupid. Not to yeah. mention, right. Plus five, Point one assassination damage. Is that points of damage? Is that a percentage? Is that like there's the game yeah, is it wasn't, not it wasn't very clear. the game doesn't explain what your bonuses are. It's just this is the sum total of your equipment. Well, and were you ever able to see like your full stats? Uh, no, I at that like, point like, I had I, st- I wasn't bothering. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the full skill tree. I'm talking about if you went into your equipment and you like tried to look at okay. Like Here's my character. This is how much health I have. This is yeah, my strength. No. This is my stamina. I didn't see anything like that. I didn't see anything like that either. So, like, I'm, I'm putting these fictitious numbers. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily seeing the results. And for an analyst, <laughs> let me tell you how annoying that is. Like, I, I just wanted to see, like, okay, I equip this axe. Why is this axe 
better than this X outside of my PowerPoints, which they kind of like, I felt like it was kind of like destiny mm-hmm. where it was like, you had an overall power score. Yes. That's how it works. And that's more important than anything else. But I'm like, well, no, I want to fire damage is important. Fucking, you know, how much melee damage it actually does is important. Attack speeds important. Like, this changes my play style. Yeah. I want to know these things, and you're giving me fictitious numbers. Yeah, and that's what they were to me was fictitious numbers because I saw no overarching no thing. They, they mean I, they mean maybe nothing. I don't I don't know if it was just I didn't look in the right spots and find it. I, but I never found it. Well, but again, right? I mean, like I don't I, like I said, I felt severely overleveled. And granted, at this point, I'm only doing story stuff. I'm not doing any more side missions. Fuck them. You can call them world events if you want to, Ubisoft, but they are side quests. And I'm not doing those. I'm only doing the story stuff. And yeah. I still never felt like I was challenged. Underpowered. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like it, well, again, this is what you have—a problem that you have with level-based systems. Yeah. And on top of that, like when we get into equipment, I felt like it created even more of an unfair advantage. Well, yeah. Yeah. So the equipment—it works on a scaling system like most RPGs. You've got you know common and rare and legendary, legendary and, and stuff like that. And, yeah. And you need you, but you can you can take. A common per- a common thing, and you can upgrade it to a to a legendary version of itself if you get the right materials. Right, and then along the way, so like, did you ever come across a legendary weapon? Um, <laughs> yes, because I got a suit of legendary armor for free <laughs> because my prime my prime my or my Twitch account uh-huh. I linked with my Amazon Prime account, and I got a free set of legendary armor. Okay. Now, that does not mean that that is the reason why I felt so overpowered, because I only recently did that. (laughs) So, were you able to upgrade your legendary stuff? So, legendary is the max. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? So, let's just take a common piece of... It's like red, right? There's like different background colors for them. It's like gray, red, blue, and then yellow. Yeah. The red stuff, the red quality armor... Uncommon. ...has four levels that you can upgrade it when you make that into a rare piece you get a couple more nodes yes that you can upgrade it a little bit further so not so by upgrading the quality of it you can upgrade the stats on it more and more and more yeah so yes i i did spend a lot of time upgrading all of my standard equipment you know i got i got everything i got all my all my armor to red yeah and fully maxed out and then my wep- my bow and my axe, because I was using my father's axe. Yep. I got both of those to rare, and I there's like I had the like five five or six in each of those. Yeah. And like I said, I if that is what was making me so overpowered, then the scaling on this game is ridiculous because it is. Yeah. Because it does. It's just it just so didn't make any sense. Go back to the guy in the cave. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna stomp him. I'm right. gonna stomp him in the face. So. I, I, there, there's a pack that you can buy mm-hmm. from the Ubisoft store with a wolf. Okay. Right? Yes. I was like, I get a fucking ride a dire wolf? Fuck yes. <laughs> right? Yep. So I bought the pack. Mm-hmm. Well, the pack came with armor and a weapon. Right? Yeah. Because I bought, I, I didn't just buy the dire wolf, which I found out later. You can just totally buy the dire wolf. That's what I did. But I bought the whole thing. Yeah. 
And so then I equipped that armor. I kept my father's axe. Mm-hmm. Um, but since all of that was legendary, right, I went around, gathered the resources, which you were talking about stores, leather and iron, which are your two most common materials, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You can buy those from the store repeatedly. Yeah. By the way, like I, I, I got so much money so quickly that literally I was just hitting up the same store over and over and over again until I had enough to upgrade them fully and that's what i did yeah and because each leather one piece of leather costs one gold coin uh, or one silver coin one silver coin yeah. whatever but it, one coin so 200 is 200 so it oh yeah boom and boom 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 yeah. boom, boom, boom. And because because the silver that you get is only used for buying either like cosmetic stuff like to change the look of your horse or the stuff in the shops because the stuff in the shops is crap compared to the stuff that you just have and find in the world. Yeah. You and have a once, ton of once money. Once you get your horse and you decked out because tattoos, hairstyle, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, right? There's no point in changing them. You already like the way you look. Yeah. You just, so you're just you, sitting on a ton of money. You just get a ton of money. So I fully upgraded those. I was level three. Yeah, nice. Three when I went in and I stomped him to the ground. Nice, yeah. Because I, I fully maxed those out. So it, that's when I was like... Your physical character level doesn't mean shit. Your power level is everything. Yes, that is correct. That's, like, yep, one hundred percent. Yep, it is. It is just an aggregate number of what you have equipped to your character, and if your number is better than the other person's number, good you win. Good chance you'll win every time. And that's that. That's where like the equipment was kind of like, eh, yep. This is cool. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Speaking of the dire wolf. Yeah, I did spend ten dollars to get the coins to buy that because it didn't change anything gameplay wise. Did you name him? No, I didn't name it because I can't fucking stand him. Oh, all he does is howl. Yeah, every twenty seconds. Yeah, all he does is howl. Do that, and he sounds still sounds like a damn horse when he runs. That that does happen. So bullshit. When I I run, he sounds like a horse. Yeah, but he doesn't howl every twenty seconds. No, mine howls every twenty seconds. Oh, mine doesn't. I made my girlfriend listen to it. She was like, "Yeah, he he lets out a little one, and then he lets out a real long one, and then about fifteen to twenty seconds later, he he does it again." Yeah. No, mine was mine was every like fifteen twenty minutes. Nope, not even close to that. Mine like I think there's still some like minor glitches in this game. Oh, there are totally glitches in this game. Let me tell you about them. <laughs> I got a quest to rescue a damsel in distress from a camp. I went to said camp. Was she in a tower? She was in a cage, not a tower. Ah, yeah. She also did, had short brown hair, not long blonde hair. I killed everybody in the camp but one guy. Okay. Then I killed the one guy. Okay. Then I let her out of her cage. Okay. Then I left the area. And something weird happened where I, like, jumped off of a cliff. Okay. And for the next ten minutes, this lady followed me around, and I kept getting a notification saying, you must become anonymous. I fast-traveled to a different town, and I still – I don't know where the lady was, but I still kept getting, you have to become anonymous. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what now? I am literally, like, I went and I got into a fight. I walked into an enemy camp. 
I did everything to try to become anonymous, like get into conflict and get back out. It never reset. I had to start over. And granted, I had only, you know, I had only been about, I, I think my save file was like 10 minutes before I had gotten to As her. I sit here with a wicked grin on my face, knowing exactly how that feels. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was garbage. We've already talked about how combat will just teleport people and body parts around. Yeah. The, uh, I, the, I got a perk that lets me pick up weapons off the ground and throw them at enemies. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of fun talking about teleporting camera because I will be facing one way, push a button, and then all of a sudden, oh, and it's always the same animation. You do this weird, like, side jump hop where you're kind of go like at a 45 degree angle and you throw whatever weapon it is yeah yeah it's very inconsistent about like sometimes it will kill people instantly sometimes it won't and i'm not even talking about different level of enemies because you've got like your bog standard enemies and then you yeah. guys got the guys with the yellow bars yeah no i like threw a spear at a normal little low level enemy and it only did half damage i threw a spear at a fully yellow guy and it totally killed him, and vice versa. So I don't know like what the context for that to work is, so that was a pain in the neck. Um, speaking of things that are a pain in the neck, or more to the point, things that just don't work, I get it. This is a Viking game. You want to be a cool Viking. You want to go and you want to raid stuff. You want to use your Viking horn. But when you pull up the, the ability wheel, you can do things like pull on your cloak. Uh, you can do things like it. You can call your longboat to you if you're near water. Yeah. You can call your horse. You can meditate to change the time of day. Yeah. One of the things you can do is blow your horn. It literally does nothing. Does nothing. It does not call reinforcements. It does not, does not let enemies know you're there. It is purely cosmetic to make you feel like a Viking. Yeah. And that is where, like, all of my hatred funnels into is that... They, this game was made so you could feel like a badass Viking, unlike Assassin's Creed 2, which didn't make you – it wasn't a game to make you feel like a badass Renaissance Italian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is my – Even though you were. You, yes, even though you were. So that is a problem is that you have this thing that does not – I honestly started using it just like as I was getting ready to go into an enemy camp. I would just blow my horn. Just because I was like, it's here. I should use it. Like yeah. I should do something with this. Something. So, uh, speaking of which, did you raid? Unfortunately, you have to if you want to build the buildings. So yeah. you have to go on raids. Sorry. I um. So yeah. I I didn't know when I was done. Yeah. <laughs> like I would go through the camp and I'd kill all the enemies and everything like that, but it 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 still felt like I was supposed to raid. So like. I'd start lighting buildings on fire, thinking, like, okay, maybe that's it. And then once I lit all the buildings on fire and I still felt like I should be raiding, I I, I didn't know when I was done. <laughs> <laughs> like, when are you done raiding? Like, I... There's no sign, like, your, your, your guy's going, Hurrah! I would say that it it's supposed to end after you collect all the barrels of resources right however comma <laughs> i got to a point where i collected all three barrels but there was still like a piece of equipment behind a locked door yeah so i went up to open the door and the raid had ended but it said you need to be in a raid to do this so go ahead and hit down on the the item select and, wheel and start the raid and start raid well, I never got that prompt. 
I never got the option to like start raid. Start raiding again because you already raided him. Yes. So, but I can't open this door. So, okay. Um opals. Yes. Right, opals are the uh, they're opals. You go around the map and you collect them and they're used to help you with other shit. The uh, they're for uh Rita, if you remember him from Origins. Yeah. He was the guy with the camel. Yeah. That's he sh- you you didn't get there. That's what the opals are for is yeah. to buy that his special gear. Okay. But still, I went around collecting opals cuz mm-hmm. I'm a collectaholic. Um, yes, there aren't meetings. I've, I've looked, but it, you know, I'm okay with my lifestyle and you know, I can quit at any time. Uh, but <laughs> I, I collected one died from something like fall damage or, or something like that. Loaded back up my last save point. It still gave me the, Hey, an opals here went there. But since I had already collected the opal, I couldn't collect it again. Nice. Even though it loaded me from a saved file before I collected the opal. So the marker was still there. And I'm like, it's going to forever be there. Mm -hmm. Which I know it seems minor. No. It drives me fucking insane. Yeah. Like I, because now I'm at a point where I always have to remember I collected that one. I've already collected that one. I'll look at it and be like, why is there nothing else around there? Oh, that's right. I've already collected <laughs> that one. And it just like nerds mm-hmm. at me. But I stupid glitch. Yeah. Can't help it. But I'm like, okay, wait. You don't remember that I killed this guy because you load a save file before I fought and killed him. But you remember that I picked up this fucking opal, which happened after I killed the guy. Mm hmm. No! <laughs> like, sorry, I shouldn't scream like that. Let's try that again. No! It, it's... It, it, I just... It bugs me. It's mm. little things like that that bug me. And I, I just, all around, I was just really just upset. So, I have said before that I do not like to take a massive shit on somebody's yeah. artistic property. Yeah. I always try to look for the good in this. We're pretty much done talking about... Right? So, so the time period doesn't make any sense. The plot is really irrelevant. The stuff outside the Animus is almost a non-factor because there's a little bit in the beginning and then I'm pretty sure that there's a little bit at the end. Yeah. And the reason I say pretty sure is because I don't know if I played a like a like a, a an unglitchy version of it yeah because i had the same intense battle music for three hours even when i was making oh, out see, and i never had that and I, when i was making out with some other chick like nice I, yeah like it was very weird dude dude viking women very intense it is a battle it is a battle <laughs> to make out with viking women yeah so right so the equipment Right. Oh yeah, customizing. Right. Yeah, you can you can do your hair color and your hairstyle and your tattoos. Yeah. You can't change how your equipment looks. Nope. You you I only ever it collected like, like you would you might be able to later on down the road. It all I, there was just a reference to something that I saw that I'm like, wait a minute, can I make this look no. some other way? And no. I tried and it didn't. So I'm like, maybe you maybe in one of the updates they're gonna maybe. release the I ability. Hope. I I don't know because. The you can make you can make items disappear, which I thought was kind of cool. You want to be a Viking. Any item. Yeah, you can be you want to be a Viking without a shirt on. Cool. You can do that. Yeah. Right. But 
you already had the assets. No you had the assets in Odyssey. Why not import that over to here? Well, but I don't that's know. my question for a lot of it. Yeah. Continuing through a lot of it. You have so many other games where systems are still working. They, they're, they're still great. From anywhere from literally the first game mm. all the way up to Odyssey. Maybe with the exception of a couple of games in there, yeah. right? You still have a plethora of systems that work and are great and people loved. And I understand you want to be innovative and you want to do something different. But if it's broke, mm -hmm. fix it. Yeah. Like, when, why take away stuff? That's my thing. You had this thing in Odyssey that allowed you to, to customize your armor and everything like that. Why take that away? Mm -hmm. You had this great parkour system from Origins and Odyssey. Why take that away? You had this great combat system from Origins. Why take that away? Like, improve upon it. Don't Regress. take away from yeah. it. And that's where I felt like a lot of this went south. But I know that despite the critic reviews, if you look at popular opinion of this game, People love it. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I feel like we're kind of making ourselves pariahs here. But I, why? Why? If you are a person who loves this game, please go on to our Facebook page, Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. Like, leave a comment under this, this podcast and let me know, like, why is it that you loved this game so much? What about it pulled you into this world? Like, and, and was it mainly just the fact that you got to feel like a Viking? Like, if that's so, that's fine. All's fair in love and war, right? Well, we, yeah, right. We have talked about acknowledging our bias, right? I love the fourth one because I liked being a pirate. Yeah. Even though I know that game had flaws, like, from a normal standpoint. I loved the second one because I was in Renaissance Italy. Yeah. Like, it's cool if you're just like, this is my favorite one or one of my top five because I got to be a Viking. Totally cool. That's like 100% totally fine. I cannot begrudge that of you. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. Let us know why you loved it and what it sounds like we would both be missing. Yeah. I, I, and in... I don't know. Maybe we helped provide a different aspect on it. Take a dip, take another look at it. Look, look, look more into this and see like, Hey, is, is it, was I, was I biased in my approach of this game just because I'm a Viking. I'm a motherfucking Viking T-Rex. <laughs> I mean, um, well, and that, just to be clear, I specifically tuned that out of myself because I was like, I'm not into Viking culture. That doesn't mean I won't, I couldn't like this game because at the end of the day, if it was at least fun, yeah, I would have been fine with it. The problem is, is it's buggy as hell. It doesn't make any damn sense. Your raven is fucking pointless. Your skill tree is stupid, and it's not a fun game for me. Yeah. So this on for me is down there at the bottom with Unity. I would, I, I agree. I'm right there with. I you. would play Syndicate literally, before I play this. Again. Literally, because of the fact that I've had to restart this game so many times. And granted. The second time was not the game's fault. It was it was the operating system, right? Like, mm -hmm. I fully blame that on the operating system. And my inability to acknowledge I'm playing the PS4 version than the PS5. And if I would have sucked it up and been like, you know what? No, I can just play the game in the PS4 version, whatever, I would have. But I'm sorry. I have a brand new system. I wanted to see what the graphics looked like. 
which we didn't even touch on, but I don't even think they were that greatest. They, they weren't bad, but they weren't the greatest. It reminded me very much of Odyssey. I could have been playing Odyssey, and I, I would have felt the exact same. Yeah. Like, the graphics looked exactly I the did, same. Yeah, so I didn't notice a huge leap either. No. And so, yeah, leave your comments. Let us know. I'm, I'm very curious to see what you guys think about it. But my rating is, yeah, I'm Unity. Mm. And the only reason... And I hate to say that the only reason that I would rank this above Unity is because you can play it. No, and I even had that thought, too. I was like, at least this is functioning. Yep. Where Unity was not. Unity was not, like, not in the slightest. Nope. So um, I guess that's it for us. So, yeah. yeah, so thanks for tuning in, you guys. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until next time, game, game on. on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required created in 2020. No part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from no tokens required.